Welcome back to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined this afternoon by uh, Electronic Duo, uh, who just released an album last summer. And uh, I'm excited to talk to them about their passions, artistry, why they do what they do. Uh, they're also involved in Midcoast, the um, fantastic concert series uh, that uh, raises money for a different cause. Um, each time. So uh, if y'all would go ahead and introduce yourselves and what you play in Mood Migration. Hello, uh, I'm Steph, Steph Sigmund. Going to be changing the last name from Wetter to Sigmund. Uh, I use he and they pronouns. I do vocals and I share in half of production. Uh, I guess, yeah, I don't do as much arranging, but uh, sure. I guess Mitch can speak to that. Right on. Um, I'm Mitch Hummel. Um, I do a lot of the production side and arrangement and whatnot. Uh, is that pretty much it? Sure. Welcome to the show. Yeah, <laughs> you bet. How are your days today? Uh, pretty good. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of busy things going on. Mm -hmm. I'm preparing for an art show, nice. visual art show. Uh, finishing up my MFA right now. Oh yeah, that's tomorrow, isn't yep. it? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it's exciting. Right on. Awesome. Just got out of class. Nice. What was class? Uh, accounting. Ah, right. I am glad you you, you both could uh, uh, take take a breather from uh, work and school and stuff like that and uh, hang out on Nice Guy Podcast. Um, uh, cause uh, I'm really excited to get to know you better as artists. You know, we've obviously uh, um. Uh, interacted a lot through mid coast and breaking and entering and uh yeah um it's gonna be a good time so let's take it back just a bit um so uh steph we can start with you for this one um so are you from milwaukee no i'm actually so i'm from oconomowoc originally so okay. i grew up there and then uh during middle school and high school i was in brookfield and that's mm. actually where i met mitch All right, uh, in middle school uh, I actually don't remember the first time we interacted. I think we just like sure. one of those things uh, kind of blurs to the present moment. But um, but yeah, and then uh, for college, I came to Myad, mm. uh, and now I'm getting an MFA at UWM. So right on, dope, awesome. So and then um, Mitch, uh, same kind. Of, where where did you grow up? Uh, I started out in Milwaukee and then kind of moved around a little bit. My earlier years, probably New Berlin. Mm -hmm. Then my dad had a job change, so moved out to New Jersey and then came back here. Oh, uh, sure. And then since third grade, pretty much been in Brookfield. Right on. And then went to Madison for college and then came back here from Milwaukee. Awesome. Cool, cool. So I guess I'd love to hear a bit about how, um, just how art and music kind of became creative outlets for yourselves. So, um, Mitch, since you have the mic, you can go first on this one. Um, yeah, just how did it all start for you? Uh, I know I started out doing, like, uh, band stuff back in school, like playing the trumpet and doing classical stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but then I took a break, and I think Steven was working on some, like, beat-type stuff. Nice. Uh, but once I came back from Madison, 
uh, we connected and I think he introduced me to making music electronically and we've grown ever since. Right on. Awesome. Yeah. Steph, how did you uh, kind of start with art and music and every, you have s- several um, mediums, obviously, you know, studying art in school, but uh, how did it all start for you? Yeah, I think it all started. Um, I really enjoyed listening to music. Yeah, that was an awesome, great escape. And I also enjoyed looking at comic books and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, through high school is actually in high school, I started making beats on like shitty internet apps nice um and uh with a few other people not with mitch at the time but i we formed like a like a a dubstep trio that never went anywhere Mm. um we all wanted to be skrillex right on and so that's actually who didn't at the time exactly Uh, (laughs) when like nice sprites and oh my gosh scary monsters and nice sprites that's exactly it yeah when that came out and i was like wait he made this on a computer holy shit like my yeah. mom has a computer, so I spent yeah. many sweaty hours hunched over the kitchen computer mm-hmm. making shitty beats. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's where it pretty much started. Um, and yeah, so I do illustration and animation. Um, and yeah, and then me and Mitch connected when I was doing some solo stuff, and now we're doing stuff together. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you said you don't remember how you, you guys like first interacted. So yeah, I it must have been through lunch. Yeah. Like, Early school lunch. Oh, yeah. Sure. Whatnot. Right on. Well, hey, I mean, it doesn't doesn't always matter. You're doing what you're doing now, right? Uh, How, yeah, tell me about a bit more about how Mood Migration formed and kind of like what the whole concept was when you started it, like that sort of thing. Sure. Um, So it started out with, I was making beats under, um, just the name Steph for a while. I've kind of put the, the bookend on that project and just focusing on mood migration at the moment. But um, mm-hmm. um, we're hanging out with a, a mutual friend of ours, and I was working on beats all the time and showing them beats. Mm-hmm. And then um, Mitch was like, "Hey, you know, let me let me try that out." And so we worked together on a track, and we tried to make it as terrible as possible mm-hmm. to make the worst song we possibly could make yeah. in that moment. And since then, we've just been meticulously. Um, trying to like rebuild influences i guess is what i would say like i love sampling and 90s hip-hop and some rock influences and mitch is really into like electronic uh soundscape like dense um like intricate kind of compositions i would say sure um, if i had to say so we're always trying to get better i think that's yeah. the main direction behind mood migration is just constantly getting better right on awesome uh how'd you come about naming the project <laughs> I think we just like randomly came up with a name one day. What, what happened? What happened? I was at a Qdoba, and you know, like the shitty uh, corporate art they always have in restaurants. Of course, there was one called Moon Migration, mm. and I was like, "Oh, that's an okay name," because we were trying to come up with the name at the time. And I wrote it down, and then I brought it to Mitch, and I was, and he thought I said Mood Migration. Oh, okay. And he's like, "That's fucking awesome! Yeah, that's it." And then <laughs> we didn't even discuss it after that point. We were just like, "All right, that's the name now." Sure. Yeah, well, no, it's funny. Um, I feel like it, I don't know, it kind of seems like a perfect name for the kind of music that you make. Like, it's very, you make very atmospheric, soaring electronic music, kind of like how mood moods can, like, you know, fluctuate. Uh, you know, yeah, I feel like it's pretty fitting. 
Maybe we got lucky then. Or yeah. Mitch's mishearing was a, a, a struck a, a blessing. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. Um, yeah. So, um, so about like how long ago is that? How long have you been doing the project now? 2016, 2017, maybe when we started. Uh, I think we started working on like actual tracks, writing stuff. Maybe a couple months after, maybe a year after, something like that. Sure. Right on. Awesome. Um, where slash when was your first like mood migration show? That actually wasn't too long ago. Do you want to speak to it? You go for it. Okay. Uh, our first show was actually a band showcase, and it actually works into mm. Mid Coast if you have any questions about that. Right so on. we, um, Noah Dizzy Randoms. Shout out. Crazy talented artist. If you're Big not shout out. following him, you should. Um, but he, uh, I was working at UWM as a pro, like a program director, helping program events at the sure. union. And there, it was during the pandemic, so they're looking for things to do. And Noah reached out, like, "Hey, is there any performing opportunities?" So I worked with some people to put together a show, and we got Hunter Lewis, or AKA Jester's Guild. Another shout out. Yes, another talented artist, incredible Very. illustrator as well. Um, and so the three of us got together and we put on a show. I illustrated the backgrounds, animations, and then we're like, hell, let's do it again. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the Cooper said yes. Yep. And then we got streaming equipment and then that was mid coast. So yeah, I feel like what was that? Early pandemic twenty twenty was our first performance. Wouldn't that be twenty one or no, would no, it... you're right. That's twenty it was twenty one. Oh okay. early twenty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right on. So it was kind of like sort of like a like a bedroom project, if you will, for the first few years until you know you um, incorporate it in around the same time. Like yeah, mid coast started. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I think so. We started out and we we're pretty much just making tracks just by ourselves. Not, I don't think any features. <laughs> pretty much sampling, mm-hmm. and from then on. We're trying to expand our horizon um, and try and get more features. So we're thinking, what's a better way to maybe start a concert series, especially during the pandemic with some of the others, like I think Diplo, Luna and George, they were doing some like house sets, yeah, uh, the lockdown sets. And sure. Whatnot. Um, so what about, what's a better way than to bring some artists in, uh, do a concert series, grow Milwaukee as a community as well as uh, um, also be able to connect with different artists and Mm -hmm. possibly get some features for some tracks. For sure. Yeah. And it's been a hit uh, since y'all started it. Like it's something that everyone, like the community looks forward to uh, with every edition, something that people actively seek out. Something I think that a lot of avid music lovers, um, you know, no matter like how high of a profile they have or not, it's it's something that uh, is very warm and welcoming, and something that it, it's a, it's a great resource to yeah, like meet people, get connected with people, and to and to just see an eclectic batch of talent that's all very different. Because I know that the way y'all curate the bills, like you know, it's never any of like all one thing it's it's a lot of different things at once and that's that's the way to do it honestly milwaukee's talented as fuck for real we have so many talented people um and we're just blessed that they want to perform on our show honestly of course 
Yeah, thank you for the kind words. Of course, y'all. Hey, don't be sleeping on Milwaukee talent. <laughs> Should we stare into the camera? I'm talking to you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> By Fire was your album that came out uh, last summer, and I'd love to hear more about um, yeah, just everything that went into it, what it means to you, like, yeah, uh, et cetera. Definitely. Um, I guess I could start like the beginning of it, and then you could take it from there. Sure. Cool, cool. Um, so it started out, we were originally producing an EP for, uh, like a, a vocalist and the vocalist, um, like it just didn't work with their schedule sure. and we had pr- produced, I don't know how many fucking demos, like 30 plus demos. And we both looked at each other and we're like, holy shit. Like we have enough to like, put together a big project. Cause up until that point, the biggest thing we had released is like a five track EP. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're like, Hey, we could polish this and sure. make something really special. So that's really how it started. It was kind of an accident. We were just throwing demos at this this uh, vocalist, seeing mm-hmm. if they'd like anything, and, and we liked a lot of it. Um, and then their schedule didn't pan out. So yeah, sure. so yeah, I guess that kind of goes to like the middle, like the more production side of things than the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we had maybe a third of it or half of it pretty much laid out and ready to go. Um, then it was pretty much do we want to do like a ten track, eight track. 15 track like mm-hmm. figuring that all out and kind of setting some deadlines for ourselves um then i think towards the end of it probably like with any project um we might have been a little rush i'd say but yeah um still put in like a good amount of work trying to get everything what we wanted it sound like mm-hmm. had like this we had a set direction of like sun and moon kind of like day and night type feel to it and definitely get the tracks to arrange to that yeah it is quite cosmic uh aesthetically definitely yeah and we were also collaborating with shawnee um, big shout out to shawnee yeah sean's also a huge part of mid-coast as well so shout out to sean Schuler. um they're awesome Anyway, we were, mm. we were working with uh, them in what we'd call Beat Club, where we were just connecting on Sundays and just throwing sure. beats to each other and just seeing what we could make on the fly. Nice. Um, and some of those turned out pretty cool. So the two features, I think, uh, Nightside and Goodbye Rose Gold, are both featuring Shawnee. Um, Shawnee's coming out with their debut uh, demo, hopefully soon-ish. I don't know what their timeline is on that. Sure. Because they're always busy doing things for the community. Absolutely. Like at ATU and at Midcoast. So Very like, hardworking individual. They're, they're really a pillar, honestly. Um, totally. But, yeah, so we were collaborating, and at the same time, we were trying to come into our own sound. Because up until that point, I feel we were maybe Clams Casino meets, like, youtube producer like selling beats i feel like that's where our sound was at not to be like reductive and how like we were but we need like we're like hey like what's our identity and um i think mitch really brought that identity in how he like, arranged the tracks um and how he like sonically laid things out with the reverb sure like, the chorus and the delay and stuff um so yeah a lot of props do you want to talk a bit about like the soundscapes you made yeah like the one for stars apart there's the when the main chorus comes in, there's like a, I think like a bell that kind of goes down and then some piano that lays over the top a little bit. And that, I don't remember how I made it, but it just one take. Yeah. It just kind of happened. Yeah. Worked out. I don't know. That's I awesome. 
it kind of like how some of the compositions came together uh, is how we kind of work and that kind of goes back to B Club where um, Mitch or myself will come up with a a loop of some kind or like a simple like chord progression or pattern mm-hmm. and then the other person will kind of, it'll be like a game of telephone mm-hmm. um, honestly most of our production is done individually in like our own bedrooms yeah we unless we're like finishing a track we don't really talk about a track honestly like I'll send him a file he'll do something send it back I'll do something send it, it will, it'll be yeah and so for Stars Apart I think we were working on a demo Mitch was like I, I'm tired of this track like I can't think of anything else and then I just think I pitched everything up five semitones and just added a horn sample and an 808 and that, that was the track damn it had yeah. a big change to it yeah um, the first hearing of it completely 180 yeah I mean if you ever want to hear our old demos Ben you're, you're more than welcome I'm, to step into the vault <laughs> I'm much down for that yeah hey send in my way you know, uh, no, I, I, I love, I love hearing the lost tapes, you know, it's always a real treat, you know, definitely, definitely very <laughs> ephemeral. This digital media, it's not as solid yeah. as analog. So it'll sure. be gone in a few years. All the stuff we make is artists, honestly. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know that that stuff is, uh, I don't know. It's, I think it can be very important to preserve because it shows you how far you've come, um, or, how ideal ideas gradually built into something bigger. Um, so, uh, why, what made y'all decide to name the album by fire? I got this one. Okay. Um, we really struggle with titles. Uh, we struggle with a lot of things in music. I think that's probably why we're, we we're pretty okay at music because we spend a lot of time struggling towards something we want to get. And titles are another one of those things where it never feels right until it feels right. Um, if that makes sense at all. And yeah, yeah. I, artists that are very, uh, meticulous often struggle with that too. Um, definitely. So, yeah. And, and with the album, we kind of felt like it was a crucible because we were thinking past the point of the album. We were like, Hey, like, what do we want to do? Is this a career we want to pursue? Is this a hobby? Um, like how do we market music? Like what the fuck is marketing music? Um, like how do we perform we were like thinking through all these questions so is it crucible to us in a way and so another theme of the album with with it also being night and day is you know a trial by fire Mm. so that's where the title by fire comes from is you know it's it's us coming into our own as musicians hopefully and this is like a solid foundation for us to jump to bigger and better things right on just by putting as massive of an effort as a debut album yeah you are kind of trial by fire um, because it's, you know, the sky is the limit, like beyond that, you know, if that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. And we didn't want to fuck up. I think that was our biggest fear. Like we put together a, a debut and, it, and it, we wouldn't be happy with it. Um, yeah, but I, I, I'm, I'm very happy with the project. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad, uh, really solid wavy, uh, atmospheric album. Great for, a um, a walk at twilight. That's good to hear. I think that's definitely one of the aesthetic things yeah. we wanted to communicate was dusk. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and I go on a lot of uh, uh, dusk walks. So, um, yeah. It's, yeah uh, you're right by the Kilbourne Reservoir Park? Sure am. That's probably some good oh, views yeah. at sunset. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Try to... During quarantine, I was going through there like a couple times a week. Um, so. Mental health is important. <laughs> Getting out of this the apartment. Oh, yeah. yeah. We get stir crazy. Um, so... 
you, I know you you did a couple performances. I know you did do um, you did the Mid Coast performance. You also did a Cactus Club show. Yes. Yeah, and we also did Go Show as well, uh, which is a cool um, like River West art crawl on oh, Halloween. Nice. Oh, that's cool. It's really cool. I don't know if they're still organizing it. Um, a lot of people put a lot of work into it, like the people behind Gluon Gallery. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're also kind of behind that as well. I could be misunderstanding that a little bit. Sure. <laughs> uh, from the outside, but that's what it looked like to me. Um, so not to take credit away from people who did a lot for that. But yeah, we did Go Show as well. Right on. Awesome. Uh, <clears throat> oscillator, oscillator Lounge, too. Yes, we did Oscillator Lounge. Big shout out to the Oscillator Lounge as well. Awesome. Yeah, Loby and Liz. Yeah. Great people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a uh, really dope uh, DIY space um, on the east side. We, unfortunately, like over the years, a lot of DIY spaces have come and gone. And I mean, it makes sense, like, you know, with COVID and um, people just, you know, uh, after, after such after such a long time, I mean, not everyone wants to do it anymore, but, uh, yeah, like, big love to them for opening up their home for live music. And I saw a show there last October, and it was really fun. Uh, so, yeah, they got to kick ass. Yeah. Yeah, really. And, like, the community needs that third space. You big know? time. Like, we can't hang out at a store and communicate and spread love. Like, we need yeah. a place where we're experiencing art together. And to, like, open your home to do that is yeah. it's another level. Totally, yeah. Like I've missed shows in venues, but I've also missed shows in attics and basements. Um, so hopefully, uh, more of those continue popping up uh, as time goes on. Definitely, definitely. Um, since uh, by fire, what have y'all been working on musically? A lot of stuff. Lots of stuff. Oh yeah. Um, I think right now, after the project, we start working on a EP with. Shawnee and then another artist um we had like a little little hiccup in the project so right now I think that one's coming out uh sometime in the fall I want to say sure timelines are shifting yeah or maybe end of the year and then we have another one another EP with uh Dizzy Randoms awesome um like a psychedelic dance record oh fuck yeah and then way way down the line, probably like year, couple years, another album. Rad. Y'all are kind of piecing together the timeline with some some exciting stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think this the first album kind of helped us out with like planning wise and setting projects up and yeah, figuring out timelines. The foundation mm-hmm. of sorts. Yeah. Well, no, that, that's all. Very exciting stuff. I can't wait to hear uh, um, the the music. So and uh, hopefully to see some shows too. Um, oh, good stuff. Um, were you gonna say something? I was just gonna say we're working on a more live set stuff as well. Uh, we want to run more routines and um, <clears throat> maybe bring in more like instrumentation in a way, more more samplers, more mm-hmm. effects, more pedals. Uh, sure. Just more be maximalist with yeah. it because right now we're pretty minimal. Like, uh, you, you DJ, and I, I do a little bit of guitar and DJ and vocals. So right now it's pretty bare bones. Um, sure. And I don't know if that completely reflects the, the depth that we put into our music, so. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, that will definitely, you know, manifest itself in time. Um, but it sounds like you've uh, 
set up a pretty unique and um, uh, ethereal uh, experience for for listeners and for for showgoers with what you have so far. So, yeah, there's a lot you can do with it, um, with the kind of music that you make and, you know, like the the vibes you're going for. Uh, So, yeah, can't wait to hear it. Seriously. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so back on more about mid coast. Um, so how did you guys kind of like get involved in the conversation of like mid coast getting started and whatnot? Yeah, I guess I can kind of build off of what Mitch was saying. Um, we were at a point and like, this is the early part of the album and we were, we were thinking like, Hey, like how do we perform? How does that work? Um, how do we network with people? Cause it was just Mitch and myself and we knew a few other uh, artists, but it felt like we were on an island, um, mm-hmm. and we didn't really know where to even begin. Sure. Um, so we thought, like, hey, you know, if we give um, and just just try to build community and build up the people around us, like that can only benefit us as well mm-hmm. uh, in our own endeavors of just making the best music we can. Um, and so the idea for that was kind of like the motivation, I guess. And then the idea came um, after the our first show at the UWM Band Showcase. And we were like, hey, we can do this again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then we were talking to Sean, and Sean was like, yeah, hell yeah, we'll do this. Um, it, I mean, it wasn't our idea to begin with. It was a bunch of people together. Um, a bunch of people got together. Someone, uh, one of the founding members, also got a connection with the Cooperage. And then one of the performers knew a streaming, like someone who could do video streaming. Um, and then another person knew, um, had a connection with, oh, no, I think I was the one who reached out to Butterfly Collective for that first show. Cool. But yeah, so like everything kind of fell into place and um, the really the goal and we were kind of shifting away from just being a concert series, but the goal was to be a platform for both organizers in the city that make the city a, a stronger, stronger place mm-hmm. uh, despite everything uh, yeah. and uh, also musicians. And, you know, there's so much overlap in that. Absolutely. But yeah, we're kind of moving more towards like a collective, an artist collective rather yeah. than just a concert series. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, and you're right. Like uh, the 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 you know crossover between art and social justice is uh, very very strong and apparent. And it's like, well, why do a lot of people make art? Whether it's music or painting or movies or whatever it is, like why it's a form of self expression and. It's a, a, an escapism. It's a release from a lot of our constant holding in feelings and frustrations and anxieties. Or, I mean, and that's just like, you know, one side of it. You can also do it when it makes you really, really happy. Um, but, but you know, a lot of people do express themselves creatively we live under a system where, you know, we have to work all the time and have to participate, have to participate. Yeah. And, and it's exhausting and, um, it's draining and being creative, um, whatever the medium helps us make sense of everything around us. Like it, it helps us make something out of nothing. It gives us a sense of control in a society that otherwise it's very difficult to retain control. If, if that makes sense. And so that's, really? that's, I think why art and social justice are, I mean, in a lot of ways they're inseparable and some, and art can absolutely be like apolitical, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but, but a lot of art is, um, influenced 
or inspired by material conditions. And uh, that's why, you know, I think what y'all are doing with Midcoast is so rad, like juxtaposing both and celebrating both. Um, Yeah, that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah, I feel kind of going off of that, we we felt material, like going back to material conditions. um, We live in a society where, again, you have to participate, right? Like it's built off of our entire society's designed to build wealth for a very small number of individuals and nothing else really. So the people who just want to live their lives and create and find joy and passion and love through their creation, there's not many outlets or support Mm -hmm. in that system. And so, and especially in the city, like, I mean, fuck it. I'll throw shade. Like, um, the city is like super gatekeepy when it comes to resources. Um, there's very few opportunities for artists who don't sound radio ready, who don't Mm -hmm. sound like, that, you know, a hop and a skip from an artist who's already big on the radio yeah. to get anything in the city, um, mm-hmm. which is frustrating. And, and that's another thing at Mid Coast is, you know, if you're not hateful and you can physically perform or, or like you want to perform, go for it. Like, hell yeah, yeah. let's do this. Let's, totally. let's build something together. Um, Give you know. people opportunities that might otherwise have trouble landing those opportunities, um, you know, for whatever reason. That's a radical act of love, you know? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, something that it's exactly what I think uh, our music and art scene has needed. Definitely. And, I, yeah, there's a lot of people doing this work as well. And I think, I think, you know, the people who are also doing the work similar to what we're doing um, realize this as well. It's, it's not, you know, like just – you know, you can create your own opportunities. There's no finite. I right. think that's yeah. another reason why the, our community is people think there's finite resources and that it's mm-hmm. a competition to get those resources as well. Like, there's not a lot of resources, but we can make our own. Like, fuck totally. it. Like, there's not a lot of shows to perform. Let's make our own show. Yeah. You, you want to show your art? Let's make a gallery. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, there's no fucking rules. It's all made up anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. This is all a construct. You know? <laughs> um, you put it so well like let's make our own opportunities uh but no the people that are that are there like really want to be here like they don't see it as like just you know a mindless obligation like oh like i gotta do this because like you know i i have to do it like being here is something that is done with intention and that's um yeah, and the the people that are that are really passionate about creating the opportunity and having people, um, having emerging artists like play on a big beautiful stage and and you know uh, in in a big room and have lots of people there to to celebrate them and what they're doing while also raising money for important causes. Um, yeah, that are just you know pivotal for giving people resources. Like all that is like done. Um, because it, it's important to, to us, you know, it's important to the people that are involved. Like they wouldn't be doing it if it, you know, if it wasn't working for them or if they, or if it didn't mean something to them, like everyone who's involved in it, like really actively cares about like creating such a, such a like radical and, and multifaceted platform that a lot of artists and and people can can find home in you know i i I agree wholeheartedly um you know it's our community let's build it let's make it yeah um 
Yeah, I totally agree with that. Hell yeah. You just had your 13th edition, yes? Yes, the 13th one, uh, the big one three. Um, we, we are doing them monthly, but with the pandemic, um, that fluctuates, obviously. Um, like yeah. With certain, um, like shifting from online is where we started and going into in-person. Um, it, it shifts. It shifts, right? Because like there's um, the Omicron, I don't know if I'm saying that right, uh, variant that mm-hmm. came up. You know, that was scary. That was around Christmas and New Year's. So we had to push off some shows. So now our schedule is a little hectic. Uh, but yeah, so been about it for like a year and a half, but 13 shows, roughly once a, once a month. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, the, 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 the team has uh, expanded um, over time. Uh, how is the, 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 the team configured for Midcoast or the team's... Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, so we're shifting into a artist collective space that also does events for the community. Uh, so we have a record label uh, right now with a few members. We're, we're on that label. There's also uh, Dot Weave is on the label. Shout out to Weave. Uh, there's also Dizzy Randoms. Again, shout out to Dizzy mm-hmm. Randoms. There's also Shawnee. Shout out to Shawnee and uh, Johnny Johnny Beats. Um, nice. Uh, crazy producer also helped mix the, or he he did mix the album. He did a fantastic job. Awesome. Um, and is another pivotal member in Mid Coast. But yeah, so that's the label at the moment. Um, we're looking for new members all the time. Uh, but we're also, you know, kind of starting that. Um, and so, yeah, the main project of the the record label is to produce music and to support the musicians who are making the music. Um, you know, again, our society split where, you know, making money is the, the priority. And then to do that, they make uh, music, but we're flipping it. You know, our priority is to make the music uh you know, uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah. we also have an art house. So within the art house, there's like kind of two subgroups, um, and one of the subgroups is like a production, visual production team, uh, a videographer, videographer, uh, videographers. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, I don't even know if I said that right. <laughs> I'm not going to try again. Sorry. Um, I think you got it that last time. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and photographers uh, and editors as well. Um, and they help with the stream, so we still stream stream every show. I think that archive's gonna be awesome to look back in like twenty years from now and see all the shows. Oh, totally! Yeah, I'm fucking hyped for that. Big time. I'm ready to be forty five, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that's what they do. But they're also as a collective, we're gonna hopefully be supporting their work as individuals. So wherever they want to go with their projects, or if they want to make mid coast projects, um, or something. I know a few of the people are interested in work, making music videos uh, in that team um and then so the other half of the art house is uh the visual arts team uh we just had a vote the other day so we're officially called the angry boys that's our i heard uh, yes uh, yes we are officially called the angry boys as the visual arts team and so our main grr yeah grr (laughs) um yeah so it's uh pretty cool um we're gonna be working on merch we've been kind of the team behind the uh animations the promos the posters but again we're gonna be expanding into more um a lot of people on the team are ex- excited about fashion uh they're excited oh, yeah. about um, 3d modeling um some person lee is excited about uh smoldering electronics i don't know if i'm saying that right uh so very cool people very cool individuals yeah. um also zines as well on that team and then our last um part of midcoast is comms uh, they're going to be the ones doing the podcast at Midcoast uh, when that gets off the ground. Mm-hmm. And um, they're also the ones that artists communicate. So if you're listening to this and you're an artist and you've communicated with us, you've probably talked to our comms team. 
um, and they just do the awesome work of talking to the venue, uh, talking to the artists, keeping our calendars, mm-hmm. data entry. <laughs> yeah. Even in radical organizations, there has to be data entry. For sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's that's our organization at the time, at, at the current moment. So again, we're kind of shifting from a uh, concert by concert kind of organization to a, um, a arts collective that yeah. supports the uh, people and our team. And at some point, we hope to have resources that are available to the community so you know fingers crossed no promises like hopefully at some point we'll have a studio Mm. that milwaukee musicians who don't have access to a professional or semi-professional studio could come in um and just make their shit visual arts like you need a computer to edit your video if you need somewhere to to do photos or print shirts you know that's that's the goal down the line but that's probably going to take a couple years sure at that point sure sure a mid coast HQ, if you will. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so rad. Um, that's just such a, a, a amazing vision that you have for th- what you've built thus far and what you're capable of. Um, you know, as time goes on, like yeah, it sounds like you have just a really uh, attainable goals that you have. Yeah, that there's you know, several different, uh, departments of already, you know, that can, you know, work in cohesion to, to, to keep building something super powerful. Um, yeah, no, that, that's all really, really, really exciting stuff. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I, as well as many are very excited to watch y'all grow and prosper. Thank you. You're most welcome. <laughs> um, I do hope uh, we get some mid coast merch uh, out soon. It, it's coming. It's coming. Um, we are working with. Um, actually, I won't say people's names because I don't want to put any pressure on them. You know, we're we're not we're ever an organization where people are obligated. Like if you if you can't do something, just let us know. For sure, and we'll do it, or someone else will do it. Um, so yeah, we're not obligated to anybody's labor. Fuck that. Um, right on. Yeah. So, but there are some people we're working with who um, run their kind of own shops. Um, and that are interested in working with us, and hopefully we can make something special. I'm I really want to fucking have shirts that say Mid Coast and staff on the back, and then anyone could get them. Yeah, I think that'd be so sick. But everyone on the team tells me that's lame. Uh, so I, I'm cool making my own lame shirt by myself if that's what it comes to. But we'll, we'll come up with cool stuff. Yeah. We'll come up with cool stuff. Hey, I, I'd wear that shirt. I'd be staff. I'd want to wear a staff. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do at Mid Coast? I'm staff. <laughs> it's proof. Yeah, I'm staff. I do staff things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I'd love to hear a bit more about kind of the selection process with like how you curate like each bill and like selecting the the, the cause that uh, you're you're raising money for. How does it all kind of um, fall into play? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, Mitch. Mitch is, is, is really busy with school right now and isn't able to... Uh, help out with mid coast as much uh, right now. But, it's totally uh, understandable. Uh, but yeah, so our our process of curation. Um, so what we do is artists apply in our bill. So I guess transparency for everyone uh, watching or listening um, about how we choose people. Uh, when when an artist applies, they give us a link to their music and their social media, and we give that to the full team. So mm-hmm. it's not one or two people choosing; it's the whole team votes. Um, and so. I think only like three or four people haven't passed. And usually that has to do something like 
their social media says something super scary or problematic sure. or they've you know are right have physically done something to other people that we there's red flags red flags yeah, yeah. um so that's usually our selection process. And then once they're approved, which, again, 99% of people are, um, then we get to a phase where comms reach out. And comms, comms is communicating and doing all this. So, again, shout out to Sean. Shout out to Liz, people doing incredible work in comms. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, we have our schedule. We have, like, months and months scheduled out in the future with the venue. And we kind of work with the artists, like, hey, what, what date works best for you? Um, and then wherever they're kind of ready to sit, what works best with their schedule is where they fall. And at this point we don't do much curation with the bills. It's more where people fall Mm -hmm. and there's like a beautiful DIY energy with that where it's very chaotic and a lot of different energies kind of clash and mesh and, um, propagate and big words. Cause I don't know what to say. (laughs) Yeah. Um, they, they come together each night. Um, and that's usually how our process goes. Um, we're a lot of big things are happening in mid coast. Um, we are, we want to have more curatorial control. Um, just because while having different genres, which we want to continue doing that on one bill, uh, we don't want to have an, like certain artists not be able to have, uh, their audience come. So like at the Cooperage, for example, it's 21 plus. And, and for people who are, we don't have control over that as mid coast. That's like their liquor license. So yeah. 21 plus. So we're sorry. We can't do anything about it. Um, like Aggie silver, the lead singer of negative positive. Um, when they performed, they were under 21 and most of their fan base was under 21. So um, they weren't yeah. able to come to that venue sure. um, for the performance, unfortunately. So things like that, we, we want to be able to have more control. So it's like, Hey, you're a younger artist right out of high school. Maybe we send you to the cactus club show. Oh yeah. And yeah. you know, that's 18 plus. You know, you and all your friends can go to that show. Some all ages shows too. Exactly. Do yeah. Exactly. So we want to just have more control, and we also want to um, do more just kind of like quirky, dumb, stupid shit. Like, hell like, yeah! Hey, everyone, you have to dress like a highlighter. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, it's mandatory. You'll get kicked yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that green isn't bright enough, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But yeah, right. so that's coming. That's coming. Well, hell yeah! <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, sounds like, yeah, you're, you're figuring out new fun ways to engage people. Um, yeah, which always keeps it new and exciting every time. Um, uh, so you, you have a couple shows coming up, um, two, as a matter of fact, next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. We have a, a quite a, a packed schedule coming up. Um, I'm I don't know if this will be out by then, but we can still talk about it. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I have a calendar in my phone, so cool. so I don't misrepresent. Uh, so at the we have volume fourteen, which is at the Cooperage.